Okay, friends, welcome to another episode of the Soul Path Podcast. Today, I am going to be breaking down things that are going to be a little bit different than the way we've done it in the past. And here's why. It's because the world is changing fast and there is no way of escaping the uh, societal chaos that seems to surround us. And rather than uh, pretend that it doesn't exist, let's go ahead and just tackle this issue head on. There are things happening right now in society around the globe, not just in our country, not in the great states of America, uh, Australia, New Zealand, and European nations, also in their Asian brothers and sisters over there. It is astounding, really, the resounding global grip upon the psyche of humanity. People gripped by fear, living in a fearful state, triggered into this being scared of an invisible enemy and being incapable because we are scared, being incapable of seeing clearly what's actually going on. See, when we're scared and we're in a, in a fearful state, it triggers the primitive mind and it short circuits our ability to be critical thinkers. And when that happens, we can no longer... Uh, accurately perceive reality. We no longer accurately perceive the threats. We begin to jump at every rustle in the bush and run, run, run away from it, rushing headlong towards safety, perceived safety that may or may not be, in fact, safe. So whether it's the mask mandates or the vaccine mandates or the forced quarantines, all of this stuff needs to be brought into the question in the light of awareness. This is a spiritual issue, the light of awareness. I have long said that the elevation of spiritual awareness is the only anecdote to political chaos. For as long as politicians have been around, they've been putting spin on the message, on the story. And as long as there's been spin on the story, there's been propaganda. That propaganda has been taken to the level of psychological warfare. That psychological warfare is very, very sophisticated mind control, very sophisticated propaganda that is intended to influence the mind, to take control of the thought, to shift the thinking toward the narrative, to get people talking about what they want to talk about or what they want us to talk about or the, the handlers, as they're known in the, uh, in the security alphabet agencies, the handlers, they're handling the human psyche quite handily, I might add. And by doing that, by causing people to shift into the fearful state, by using propaganda to provoke panic, they push the public into a lot of unnatural behavior. It's unnatural, unnatural and unsustainable. Mask mandates, forced vaccinations, forced quarantine is unnatural. It's unnecessary ultimately, and it's totally unsustainable, meaning that as long as there is one group of people trying to force a mask and trying to cover the face of, restrict the breeding of, to uh, dehumanize other human beings or trying to forcefully stick a, nar a needle in the arm of other human beings. As long as that's going on, there's going to be conflict. And as long as there are people who are of the mindset that that's necessary, and anybody who doesn't comply with that is now a threat to society, that is going to lead to perpetual conflict. And those people who are on the other side saying, hey, listen, I'm not going to put a mask on. I don't want to restrict my breathing. I can't be doing something wrong. I'm just standing here. I'm being a human being. I'm breathing. It's the most natural thing in the world. You can't tell me that I'm a threat. You don't know that I'm sick. And even if I was sick, just stay away from me. That's my prerogative to stand here and breathe. You can stay clear if you want to. But the fact of the matter is, there's something much more insidious going on. The truth that I've come to see, when I first encountered all of this, you know, the, the COVID-19, there's some things that didn't add up. I, I immediately went to the, to the data. Look, what, what does the data tell us? What, what does evidence show to be true? There is evidence that a significant portion 
of infections across all age groups are asymptomatic. That is a direct quote from the CDC. There is evidence that a significant portion of infections across all age groups is asymptomatic. What that means is the majority of people who get COVID-19 have no noticeable symptoms, and that raises some questions. Why? Well, is it possible? And there's a, this is kind of a thought experiment. Is it possible? Can you imagine going back 10 years and the first time a kid got a sniffle in school or somebody got sick at work, you, you started testing everybody. Hey, do you have the flu virus? And why, behold, you do. And if you started plotting those numbers out, what would happen? Would be an exponential expansion, a, a rapid increase, an explosion in cases. Even though all of those cases, those positive tests, don't necessarily mean somebody has symptoms, that actually somebody's sick, right? All those cases, a great, a significant portion, there is evidence that a significant portion of all infections across all age groups, this is the CDC's direct quote, have no symptoms. They're asymptomatic, no noticeable symptoms. So, but we would have those cases and those cases could be used to run headlines and those headlines could be used to stimulate fear. And that is the way that propaganda works. Is it real? Well, the cases may or may not be real. We'd actually have to dig into what, what is a case? How do they define a case of COVID-19? And if you look at the symptoms from the CDC and then you look at the symptoms from the CDC as to what the flu virus is, they're, they're the same. Fever, cough, chills, even loss of smell. That's something that can be associated with the flu. Okay, This is available for anybody to see. Of course, most people are too busy working or too busy uh, going about their lives. All they hear is what they hear on the radio, ABC News, CNN News. And <clears throat> accordingly, their perspective is skewed because they don't actually see the evidence. They don't actually have the evidence in front of them to evaluate how much of a threat is this really. If you go to the CDC website and you download the data and you run out the calculations, the average survivability from COVID-19 is over 99%. Over 99%. Again, that's across all age groups. It drops when you're over 80 down to 97, but if you average that into everybody else in the 99.999, again, 99.999% of people, uh, especially uh, school age people, but young, healthy adults, no, no statistical probability, no statistical threat. There's no... No probability that you're going to get sick and die from COVID. It's just not there. And then if you look even deeper into the data, the people that are being listed, you know, but look, we've got all these deaths. We've got over 680,000 deaths on the CDC website as of the end of September, 2021, all from COVID. And of course, that's two years worth of death, mind you, but that's a lot of death just the same. But if you go and you look in their data, the, the mortality is listed with comorbidity. And the CDC itself says that over 95%, over 95% of the cases of COVID-19 of people who have died have died with underlying conditions, diabetes, cancer, heart disease, et cetera, et cetera. These, or they were elderly people at any rate uh, who are already at that end stage of life coming to that point in life where they're going to naturally pass from this life into whatever happens next. Okay. Death and illness are a natural part of being a human. We can't escape it. And the idea that there's this great, huge crisis out there of a virus that's killing lots of people is simply not true. It, it's the illusion. It's what's being suggested through the headlines, through the sophisticated propaganda. But if we look at the actual data, it does not bear it out. If the CDC says 95% of the people that have been died from COVID are dying with underlying these other health issues, well, it's not actually COVID killing people. Right? I mean, it, did it push them over the edge? There's an argument for that. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Interestingly enough, it says the other 5% of people, there are some people that it lists just COVID on the death certificate. That's about 5%. 
that 5% of people, they said that the reason that it's only COVID is probably due to a lack of detail on the death certificate. Okay, what they are essentially saying in that statement is that there is nobody that's just dying just from COVID. COVID is not that severe. CDC itself says COVID is less severe. Uh, they, ha- they say epidemiologic findings show- indicate that COVID is less severe than SARS or MERS, several recent past pandemics. These recent past pandemics, we never had lockdowns, we never had mass mandates, and they were never trying to force a needle in anybody's arm. That would beg the question, why not? If epidemiologic findings indicate that COVID-19 is less severe than SARS and MERS, why do we have all these mandates now? What's changed? They say that evidence suggests it may be more contagious. Well, evidence suggests that. Well, what evidence is it? Could it be that it's just all these cases? We're testing now in ways that we've never tested before. Interestingly enough, if you go and look at the FDA's approval, the emergency youth authorization of the test that is supposed to detect and differentiate between SARS and the flu, uh, flu virus so that they can, even though the symptoms are same, they need, well, how can we tell? Well, we've got a test now that can do that. Well, it's not, uh, it doesn't meet most uh, standards of a test, so we're going to have to get an emergency use authorization. But if you look through the EUA, that the FDA approved this test to differentiate COVID-19 from the flu, in it, you will see that it says a positive test does not mean it cannot rule out other infections from other viruses or bacterial infections. It says that twice in the EUA, that essentially a positive test doesn't really tell you whether there's COVID or there's influenza or there's bacterial infections. All they're saying is there's something going on. Okay, this is maybe shocking to a lot of people. And that's why I put together a presentation called Shifting Perspective, which is analyzing the science of COVID-19 for personal and policymaking decisions. This is the kind of information that everybody needs to come face to face with, evaluate it, exercise critical thinking, come to your own conclusions. But that data is there. It does exist. I'll show you where to find it. Take a look at it and take it into consideration and then compare and contrast that with the headlines. And you tell me what's really going on. Slow down, take a deep breath. Find that truth inside of you. Elevate your awareness. There is discernment at the heart level that supersedes our mental capacity to make sense of things, right? Where our mind is always threading a story, but it can tend toward becoming a house of mirrors, right? A mental mirage. We're not sure what is and isn't real based on the information that's floating around, the fragments of truth that are floating around in our mind. But deep inside, in the 40 million neurons embedded in our heart, in the the infinite wisdom embedded in our very DNA, our spiritual awareness, that's where discernment actually comes from. And when we elevate that awareness by getting out of the head and connecting with the heart, by integrating mind, body, and soul, Okay, the Soul Path podcast, in order to see our way through this societal chaos, in order to see our way through all the political strife, in order to find practical solutions, in order to actually use our minds instead of allowing our minds to use us, right? to use our minds as a tool to ask the questions, to compare, to contrast, to explain our answers. This is how we ace critical thinking. This is how we aim, asking the right questions, involving the right people, and making the right decisions and all that. But guys, this is what we need to do. And so this is just a short version of the Soul Path podcast. I wanted to toss out the shifting perspective, analyzing the science of COVID-19. That is available at my political blog, criticalpolitical.org. That's criticalpolitical.org. There's also links on my website, lukethrup.com. Please like and subscribe. Share this podcast with your friends. We'll get back to doing the awesome interviews with other uh 
leaders, spiritual leaders and thought leaders around the globe. But right now there's chaos going on. I need to speak directly to the situation. With that, I wish you peace. If you have any questions, please reach out and connect. And until next time, take care.